You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bear. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. G'day there, Red and Blue Army. Thank you for joining us on this very special lockdown edition of Red Legs Radio. Well, if a week is a long time in footy, then it's an eternity during a global pandemic. Seven days ago, we were here together expressing our compassion for Sydney siders and Melburnians in lockdown. And now here we are. So no footy this week. Against the Crows tomorrow night, that is now off. We hope to be back next weekend, but who really knows? Signs were good from the Premier this morning, and maybe the seven-day lockdown is going to be enough. But priority number one, everyone remains safe and that we can get back to work, we can get back to school, we can get back to spending time with family and friends. Priority number two, well, that is, of course, getting the Red Legs Premiership plans for 2021 back on the park. So in the meantime... Enjoy the lockdown and enjoy our show this evening. We've got plenty on. Lockdown with me, Ben Cameron from The Advertiser. G'day, Camo. Okay, it is just perfect lockdown weather, I must say. It's absolutely miserable outside. So if there was one perfect day to have a lockdown today would be it, I would be thinking. I tell you what, it is absolutely awful out there. As soon as, as, soon as we have finished recording the show, mate, I'm heading straight back home and getting out a I Barossa like Boy. I back to the courts. But anyway, you a enjoy nice, that. A nice big bottle of Barossa Boy for me this evening. I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. Let's get into it, though. Uh, we've got so much on. Uh, we've got a frenzy. Uh, pretty much everyone's in lockdown at the moment. So I think we've got every member of the Norwood Footy Department joining us over the course of the next hour. We'll chat to Matty Doldig from the Sandford a little bit later on tonight. Plenty of amazing specials from a number of our sponsors. Dale Fleming has done some great work in the last 24 hours getting some deals up for all of our members and supporters. But first and foremost, we are joined by the senior coach of the Norwood Football Club, Jade Rawlings. Twig, welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Thanks, Hookie. Great to have you on board, mate. Uh, let's just touch on last weekend. 36-point loss to the Eagles. What did that mean, mate? I mean, you, you would have been pretty disappointed, I guess, with the second half. Yeah, it means that the teams above us are just a bit, bit better in key moments at the moment. Uh, I don't think there's probably been too many teams that have been able to push Glenelg and the Eagles to the levels that we have, but equally, once we've got to points of being in absolute winning, winning positions, we haven't been able to close it out. So there's a fair bit of learning in that. Uh, it becomes with inexperience with, with, with team chemistry and, and just knowing what the requirements are at key moments. So, yeah, I was really pleased with the way the players played to get to the point of winning and, and to have a burst of form and get their forward line excited the way they did within 10 minutes was quite quite rare and uh, yeah, ultimately it cost us the game. So uh, yeah, it was disappointing because we're in a winning position again rather than being down and rattling home. I'm, I'm really, I love the fact that players put it out there at the start and um, we're prepared to have a good crack at teams that are 
ultimately at the moment a bit better than us. But, uh, yeah, it shows we're not far off, but still a fair way at the same time. There is so much to like, and I'm pretty certain the supporters... They would cut through the chaff and they'd be able to work that out. There was that period in the third quarter. I think they kicked five goals in about uh, 11 minutes. And it struck me that you're a pretty calm guy under normal circumstances, Twig, but you seem like you were just a bit frustrated with just a little bit of indiscipline creeping into the game. Yeah, I didn't like the free kicks against. Um, that's basically you're in a contest and you grab the ball and say, here, opposition, you have it. Mm. Basically, fundamentally, that for me, it comes down to discipline. And I think... Generally, people intentionally give away free kicks, but I thought there were some controllable ones there that really affected the momentum. And when you're in an arm wrestle, and a game that was affected by probably the conditions and the ground, ground surface, all that stuff, territory was key. And a couple of times we were far too easily allowing them just to have the ball to kick it inside 50. And as I mentioned before, their forward line got it pretty excited. And with the talent they've got up front, it's hard to contain them for four quarters. And yeah, we just allowed them to get a bit of excitement generated and put their best, uh, goes the best foot forward with the class they've got up there. Twiggy, how did you read the move of Angus Poole into the midfield? I read a story early in the week that that was one of the uh, decisive moves to sort of change the, the flow of the game and, and really got the Eagles on top. Did you see it that way? Did you see his move into the midfield as uh, as quite decisive? Yeah, I think so. He's a dynamic player and he was able to win the ball and congested situations and drive out of there and obviously kicked a good goal at a key time. So yeah, he kicked their first goal in the second quarter from I think he busted out of the middle, got smothered and it landed in his lap and kicked one from 50. So he might have only had 14 or 15 touches, but that was pretty influential. You kind of touched on it before, but and, and Hookie mentioned it as well. There was that five-goal burst in 12 minutes. Um, is it is this a little, something that you've got to work on? I noticed like the Glenelg game as well. You guys were miles ahead and then they got that run on as well. So... That's something to really keep an eye on in games when the opposition sort of, you know, can string some um, goals together in a short period of time. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I think on both occasions that the game reflected how well we'd done defensively by keeping them to relatively very low scores uh, contextually to that point of the game. But when they, they're good teams for a reason and they don't panic under pressure and they stick to the way they play and we're able to yeah, find, find some gaps in our game that and then ultimately led to scoreboard pressure. And I think that uh, the two periods of dominance that Glenelg and uh, the Eagles have had over us in the course of short period is basically what we usually cough up in a full game of goals. Like we usually keep teams anywhere between 40 and 60 points and then they've scored that in almost 10 minutes or 15 minutes burst of footy. So, uh, yeah, we've... <clears throat> Clearly, you take a lot of learnings out of it and sometimes lightning strikes twice and you need to really suffer the, the hand of fate and have to say, no, you still haven't learnt your full lessons of the requirements of doing the small things really well and retaining discipline under pressure and keep playing the way you play. So, yeah, that's what the best do to you. They challenge you and they find the gaps in your game and yeah, it's, it's not easy getting a game style and dealing with pressure and having strategy all combined or getting that all on song and in short period of time, it shows how much work you've got to do to make sure you're consistent in all phases and areas of the game. Can you split those two teams, the Eagles and the Bays? Um, obviously, Glenelg seem to be getting all the headlines. They, they haven't lost a, a game yet, obviously. But could you split those two teams? Do you think Glenelg's probably the the, the, the leader at the moment? I played Eagles twice and Glenelg once. And the first time we played Eagles, I didn't think we really fired a shot. So they were too good for us. 
uh, in all phases on the weekend. We showed that they were fallible, but we couldn't maintain the rage. And with Glenelg, yeah, we had a wing position as well, but their way of getting themselves back into the game showed their class. So based on our experiences, I think they both play different ways, which lends itself to, I find hard to separate, because really when you get to the top of the table, it's who can really impose their way of playing upon the opposition. So I think Glenelg's contest play and capacity to be a good stoppage team can be hard to combat, but equally the Eagles' ability to move the footy from one end of the ground to the other and with their class in the forward line can be really hard to curtail as well. So uh, they'll be interesting to see if anyone can knock those two over uh, before the season's out and also within the finals. Twig, a couple of things I absolutely loved on the weekend. Number one, the tackle numbers are outstanding again from the Norwood Football Club. That has become an absolute trademark of your team. They just continue to bring the heat around the contest, which is, I know, something you have preached to these guys ever since you arrived uh, at the parade. You must be really pleased with what you're getting from your contest, your contest work from your from your soldiers. Yeah, I am, Hookie, and I think one thing you want to be able to have is identifiable way of playing. I'd like to think that our contest and um, skills and approach to the game, both to win it and also to pressure are features of our game. Uh, I'd like to think out of the 14 games, at least 12 of those, that our baseline of effort and consistency of effort has been really strong. Uh, obviously, it's hard to maintain that for every week, but all in all, tackling numbers are indicator of obviously pressure and effort, but they're not necessarily an absolute out-and-out winning indicator, but I'd rather have them in the favour of us applying pressure than not. So that's that's something that's that we've, yeah, it's been a feature of our game, uh, the capacity to close down space in the opposition, but also win the ball off those situations and then punish the other ways, the next level of uh, advancement in our game. So I would have thought to really score from turnover that we create from that pressure. I tell you, the other thing I've loved, and I know that we've got some genuine firepower up forward, some of which didn't necessarily fire too many shots on the weekend. But if you said to me at the start of the year, you were going to get three goals out of Tristan Binder on a wet day and a couple out of Tommy Wagner, gee, that's a nice base, isn't it? Oh, it sure is. The transformation in our forward line is extraordinary. If you think about from round one, it was Callow, Boyd, Piofalo, Barry, Nelligan, Wagner and... uh, yeah, one of them escapes me at the moment. I shouldn't forget Hamilton. And then mm-hmm. that, that ball now, forward line now is uh, Binder, Wagner, Boyd, Transfer, uh, Barry's back there as well. So it's been a fair transformation. But what Tristan and Tom been able to do is really progress their games by playing reserves. And sometimes reserves for you seen as uh, in a derogatory way or that you're going no good. But if you go back with the right attitude, you've got a capacity to improve your footy. And I'd like to think that the guys we've brought up from the twos in Josh Richards, Mac Bauer, Tristan Bond and Tom Wagner, they've all, once they've come up, they've been able to sustain their form and play senior footy. So it shows that it works if you go back and the consistency in your effort. But Binder is up, shows that he can mark it. He's a good competitor at ground level. He's still learning a lot about the game. And, um, yeah, Wagner found a way to bob up and kick a couple, but ultimately we only kicked seven goals in the weekend, and yeah, we need to be up around that 12 to 14 more consistently to, to match the teams above us, that's for sure. Twig, are you looking forward to a bit of a week off? I'm, I assume Sample coaching's all-consuming and, and draining. Can you see the positives, mate, in, in just having a week off and resetting, recharging? Um, how's, your, how's your week looking? Yeah, it's interesting, Ben. I've I'm a bit of a just deal with the facts type of person. I don't get too wound up about decisions that are made or what's happened. It's 
it's not ideal and I'm probably a bit more of a broader thinker when it comes to these things to, about society and how people are actually dealing with it as people rather than just the footy. So, um, yeah, I'm more, let's just deal with the facts and once everything gets back to what we would deem normal, let's move from there. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of stuff we're, we're doing behind the scenes just to keep on top of whilst we're not at the club. But, yeah, all in all, I'm getting a bit too used to my own company living by myself. I talk to myself a little bit more than I usually do. And, yeah, I actually found myself watching The Bachelor last night, which actually happened. So, uh, yeah... <laughs> Just trying to uh, keep myself having a level of sanity. And, Twigs yeah, confessions. Usually. My God. <laughs> you see yeah. that? Um, oh, my, my older, older daughters, uh, one of my daughters in Melbourne texted me last night saying he watched The Bachelor and I hadn't actually thought about it. I thought I will. And I don't know if I've come out of better or worse for it, fellas, to be honest. <laughs> uh, magnificent. Well, Twig, I'll tell you what, mate. I've got a rose for you somewhere down the track. Loving what you're doing for the football club. Loving what you're doing in general. Appreciate your uh, thoughts on not just how the footy's going, but uh, how we're going here in Adelaide as well. Always appreciate your company, mate. Enjoy a couple of days off and looking forward, hopefully, to seeing you back uh, at the helm, hopefully by about the middle of next week. Thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio. Thanks, fellas. Catch you later, Ben Squared. <laughs> Jade Rawlings here, the senior coach of the football club, our special guest. So much more coming up on Red Legs Radio, so don't go away. Keep on listening. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, g'day there. Normally about this time of the show, I start to talk about the game that's coming up this weekend. And sadly, there is no game coming up this weekend. Uh, we were supposed to be hosting the Crows tomorrow night. It is off due to the lockdown. We hope to be back playing next week. Uh, so we don't get a chance to do a game preview. And instead, we have got the absolute footy frenzy happening here at Redlegs Radio because we are going to wheel through as many of the players as we possibly can to chat to well, between now and the end of the show, essentially, joining us uh, on Redlegs Radio right now, the big boy Ruckman, Michael Noel. Hello, Michael. Welcome to Redlegs Radio. Hey, Benny. Yeah, thanks, mate. Good to be here. And I think we, and otherwise known as my boy, used to be Zach Richards was my boy, but I've upgraded to his little brother, Josh, because he has been in fine form since coming up from the bees. Josh Richards, welcome. Hey, Hookie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to have you on board, boys. Uh, Noly, what are you up to, mate? Oh, at the moment, just obviously in lockdown, so at home. But um, we're supposed to just start my teaching placement. So, oh, you're uh, kidding yeah, me! Still just <clears throat> yeah. So um, writing lesson plans for kids at home, and um, yeah, just still working away. But it's uh, looking a bit different for me at the moment. Just describe, uh, compare this lockdown. I mean, you were at the Swans last year, and of course, we had all sorts of troubles getting an AFL season underway. What was uh, what was that like for you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, extremely different. Um, when I was up with the Swans, we basically went straight into hub so it was basically traveling all all around the country and um yeah up in brisbane over in perth and up in cairns for a few weeks so yeah just i mean there's a lot of traveling but obviously now we're um in the sandfall we just kind of got to wait it out and hope um that the cases go down so we can get back into playing some footy so michael noel is uh busy preparing lesson plans so we can actually start to delivering them hopefully next week josh richards what are you how do you fill your time away from footy mate 
Uh, yeah, I haven't been too busy. Just got a bit of uni work to do. Uh, still, yeah, watch a few lectures online. And uh, I think, yeah, starting from next week, just got a few classes starting. So, um, but besides that, just, yeah, a bit of running and, um, yeah, reading a couple of books as well. When you say lectures, you really mean Netflix, don't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just have, it, have my microphone on mute and then just, yeah, watching, watching a few videos online. You boys would be happy there's a lockdown. I mean, surely you wouldn't want to train in weather like this. Like, surely there's a part of you who's like, I'm just happy to be at home and... Yeah, studying. Oh, I did. I looked at the forecast. I looked at the forecast today, and I said, like to um, to my wife, like if there was ever a week to go into lockdown, it's probably <laughs> exactly. probably a good a good week this week. But um, yeah, uh, freezing cold, raining every day. So um, yeah, they, they timed that one well. Is there a, is there a WhatsApp group that goes on? Is there even some sort of uh, you know Microsoft Teams or Zoom type arrangement that you boys have put together? Uh, we've just really got like a Facebook group that we, yeah, just send, send a few messages in, um, keep ourselves in, entertained. So that's main form of communication. What, what can you actually do at the moment in terms of um, training? I guess you could just go out and exercise by yourself or with, with one, other, one other person or what, what's the limitations there? Yeah, basically. So the, the club was good in um, just before the lockdown kind of um, came into effect. We were able to get to the club and um, pick up some weights and stuff from, from the weight room there. So um, so now in my garage, got a little makeshift gym. Um, and so we have some workouts that, um, yeah, TJ's been sending out. So uh, we can do do as much weights as possible with it, with obviously a few constraints and not having all the normal equipment we'd have. Um, but then it's just the general lockdown rules. So I think it's 90 minutes a day that we're allowed to go out. So we've got running programs now given to us. Um, so yeah, hopefully get some running in, get get a bit of touch with the footy going, and just really just try and maintain the fitness um, while we have this bit of a break. Well, my gym's obviously obviously closed, so I'd love to uh, pop over and use some of those weights, Nolly. Um, yeah, I don't back. think you'd be able to lift these ones, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, good luck lifting yeah, true, the weights true. that Michael Nolan lifts. I might lift. need a little bit of assistance there, but you, you spoke you'd need about a forklift. <laughs> You spoke about your experience in hubs um, last year. And as a journo, we, we heard a lot of different types of things. Some people embraced it. Others hated that experience. How was it for you? Um, yeah, look, for me personally, I, I didn't mind it. It's, um, obviously, most of my family's from Melbourne. So just kind of looking at what they had to go through. And, and I got the opportunity to you know travel around and, and be in these different areas of Australia. So... In, in a lot of ways, I felt very grateful for that opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I was recovering from injury most of the time. So it, it was kind of a bit of a battle where I wasn't able to keep playing footy. Um, so I just often just kind of um, was more just travelling with the team. And um, look, I think at the Swans, they, they did a pretty good job of trying to stay positive throughout and, and um, you know ma- make the most of our time there so yeah for me personally i i didn't mind it and um yeah i just i think it was a lot better than you know a lot of people in australia had it michael noel uh very pleased to have you at the football club very pleased to have you making your debut on red legs radio as well we will say goodbye to you because i've got a long list of guests uh, set to join us in fact the debutante about to come on air so noly good on you mate we appreciate your company josh richards um you're still you're, you're living with zach at the moment is um is there a bit of, because you're playing similar roles, is there a bit of competition between you two for spots? 
Uh, yeah, so Zach's moved out. I think he moved out last year. Right. Um, so I'm still with the parents um, at home. And I've got a few few more younger brothers. So pretty pretty full house here. Well, tell us the rest of the household, because if there's a couple of other younger brothers, I imagine there are Norwood fans who are going to be wondering if there'll be more Richardses lining up in the Norwood League side in the not-too-distant future. Um, I don't think there'll be any yeah, Richards last names, but I've got a younger brother, last name Bishop, who's just started... Um, through the underage programs, so um, he's yeah he loves his footies playing just um, out at Payne as well, um, but yeah he's pretty keen with it all. So what's his first name? Uh, Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Mackenzie Bishop. All right. Well, there you are. It could be uh, a long list of uh, family members at the football club in the not too distant future. Josh Richards, thank you much for your company on Red Legs Radio. No worries. Thanks for having me. So I'll tell you what, uh, Benny Cameron, we are now going to take the opportunity to chat with someone who made his debut for the football club last week. I think he might be about player number 1,501. I'll get his stats very shortly, but let's bring him in now. Sam Morris, welcome to Redlegs Radio and congratulations on game number one. Yeah, thanks so much. It's good to to make my debut on the radio. A little bit nervous, but hopefully I can... uh, Were you more nervous pre-radio or pre-game, Sammy? What's the oh, uh, can, what's uh, comparison there? Probably the radio because uh, it's so new for me. But uh, uh, with footy, I could just go out there and do my thing. Bookie will ease you into it, mate. Um, so you were pr- pretty pleased with your... I think you had nine touches um, last week. Seemed to go pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I was... Uh, yeah, I, I, I probably didn't have the output that I wanted. But um, yeah, it was something that I've been working working towards for a long time. So I was really happy to get the opportunity to um, yeah run out with the boys on Saturday. Sam, uh, you essentially came into the side because Matthew Nunn, the captain of the team, uh, was out with a hamstring in- in- injury. Do you reckon you're an adequate replacement? Oh, I don't know. I've got pretty big shoes to fill um, if I'm taking his spot. But, yeah, I mean, we've got a really good um, engine room in there. So, obviously, Nunn a big loss. But, um, yeah, I'm confident that we've got the ability to make up for him and yeah I've got the support around me to yeah do my do my thing and hopefully be able to play some good footy very well answered young man because uh, as a journalist that I am I was trying to trap you you're not going to believe this Matthew Nunn the captain is on the other line none of you you're comfortable that Sam Morris has talked you up enough mate you've said the right things there Sammy luckily <laughs> you're lucky mate lucky Thanks, mate. I, would have been, I would have been coming hard for you <laughs> hey, Nunny, just tell us a bit about Sam. He's obviously uh, a shy young lad, but uh, just talk about his influence around the group and uh, and how he's emerging as a young footballer. Yeah, Sammy Morals, his nickname is. He um, good fellow around the club. Loved loved having him. I've grown up um, sort of a couple of years older than him, so it's it's been good to see him sort of work through the ranks like I did. It's always nice seeing that you know people come from the juniors and um, actually caring about sort of progressing through the ranks and getting better in football, but also being a good fellow. And that's, that's what Sammy is. So it's good to, uh, as much as it was pretty disappointing to go out of the team, obviously, but to have Sammy come in for me, I was, I was pretty pumped for him as he, as he would have known. So yeah, it's been, been good for have, good to have him in. Matt, uh, it's Ben Cameron here, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us. I was just wondering, wondering how your own recovery was going. I saw uh, the Sandful injury update during the week and they said that your hammy was four to six weeks. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, it's it's not a great one. Um, unfortunately, I've I've had a pretty bad run this year with soft tissues just uh, reoccurring. Unfortunately, I haven't really had them before, so this is the first time I've had to deal with it. But yeah, more more than likely, it's going to be somewhere around the six week mark. Well, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty bad one, but um, you know, it's just about the recovery process now. Hopefully, the boys can push deep into the finals, and then I can I can come back for that. But yeah, it's, 
obviously pretty disappointing, but I'm just trying to be as positive as possible because, yeah, obviously could have been worse. I try and look at it like that. So, yeah, it is what it is. Nani, I know that you're a, a, soci- a man of society and I'm sure you're interested in the greater good, but is there a tiny little bit of you just saying, you know what, if this lockdown just hangs around for two or three more weeks and the season gets pushed out to about mid-October, that might, might just suit the captain with his uh, recovery plans? <laughs> Uh, I actually haven't thought about that yet, Hooky, but I'm glad you've mentioned it now because now I have. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I thought I was just thinking that I thought the sample might just, you know, push this week. If it only goes for a week, they might just push this game into the bye week that we've got coming up in a few weeks. But yeah, who knows? That there's a lot of things going on. It doesn't really look positive the the cases that are popping up. So it might be a bit longer to slot down. So yeah. If, <laughs> And it's going to help me get back later in the year. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Sam Morris, we know that uh, you've got a bit uh, going for you on the football field. What do you get up to away from football, mate? Oh, not a whole lot, to be honest. If I'm not uh, at the footy club, I'll be at the gym or just yeah, doing my uni work. I'm uh, studying business finance there, so that keeps me pretty busy when I'm not at footy. Business finance. So you might be a handy man to know in uh, in coming years as we're all trying to um, find a way to make our penny stretch as far as they possibly can. Um, what's your yeah, What's fine. your goals in football, Sam? Are you? Um, I mean, you've you've now made your mark at uh, Sandfall level. You're you're hoping to maybe find your way on a, onto an AFL list one day. Is that the long term goal? Oh, I guess yeah. That's probably the dream for every kid when they play footy. But um, yeah, at the moment I'm just happy playing at Nord. Um, yeah, I'm really happy to get my league debut, and I would love to win a flag at Nord since I've been there since a young kid. So yeah, that'd be a be a dream for me. But if I end up um, yeah, on the AFL list, obviously that'd be be the main goal. But yeah, for the moment I'm just happy playing at Nord with my mates. Sam, you, you mentioned before that you got nine touches, but it wasn't quite to that mark that you'd set for yourself. You're the type of player who sets pretty high standards, and what what was your benchmark for that game? Oh, I guess I didn't really have a benchmark going in because I wasn't um, really sure of the level. But yeah, obviously having played a fair bit of twos footy, um, I wasn't really sure what the step up would be like. So I think I probably didn't adjust to that as well as I could have. Um, but yeah, I guess that will come with playing a few more games and getting yeah a bit used to the speed of the game. A couple of little positives from your game. Was there a moment during the match where you, where you sort of felt at home? It might have been a kick or a handball or... Um, you know, oh, yeah, probably just, just getting time. my first touch or like yeah. a couple of tackles in there. Um, yeah, and also just like having the uh, midfield, like Nick Rokar telling me to go hit to it, um, one centre bounce. That just gives me a bit of confidence to yeah, be able to play, the, play at the level. Well, I'll tell you what, boys, Sam Morris, we're so delighted to see you in the team. We hope that it's the first of many, many, many games for the Norwood Football Club. And Maddie Nunn, sad to hear that that hamstring of yours is going to be a little bit of an extended time on the sidelines. We hope the recovery goes smoothly, mate, and you can just make a real impact in this football club as we head towards the final series. Thank you to both of you for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Thanks very much. That's Sam Morris and Matthew Nunn there. They're on the back end of Michael Noel and Josh Richards, who have both joined us in that segment. An absolute frenzy of Norwood Football Club stars. And uh, the People's Choice Award leaderboard is back with me. It was Jacob Collins who picked up 11 more votes on the weekend. Nick Rokar picked up eight. Decky Hamilton with six. We might try and squeeze Decky Hamilton in before the end of the show. Mitch Grigg with five. Jacob Kennelly, two. Saywell and Shenton, one. So, ladies and gentlemen, the People's Choice Credit Union People's Choice Award leaderboard still has... Jackson Callow ahead by around about 80 votes. What you need to do in the last four games, and we're expecting to see four more games played, is you've got to get out there and vote 
on the People's Choice Credit Union Award leaderboard. I don't know if we want to see Jackson Callow win it. We love the boy, but he's a Hawthorne player now. I'd love to see Jacob Collins get up there, maybe Nicky Rokar as well. Right, off to a break. On the other side, we're going to SANFL headquarters and we're going to catch up with the head of football there at the Sandfoot. That will be Matthew Doldick. He is on his way very shortly. Don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, it's a special lockdown edition of Redlegs Radio and uh, it's Ben Hook in the studio joined by Ben Cameron from The Advertiser. It's time to turn our attention towards SANFL headquarters and uh, the head of football is Matthew Doldig and he's on the line now. Thanks for joining us, uh, Matthew. Welcome to Redlegs Radio. Thanks, Hooky. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Uh, well, I tell you what, mate, 20 games left, six finals left. Are you confident that you're going to get them all in? Uh, look, we're committed to getting them all in. Yeah, yeah. So as you say, four rounds of footy and an exciting final series ahead. Um, this week's thrown a few curveballs at us, but um, what we know is that South Australia does the right thing and hopefully we're coming out of this sooner rather than later. So we've got a few contingency plans in place when it comes to the footy. Um, we've got a few extra weeks up our sleeves. So yeah, we're really committed to getting those four games in in the finals. The split round that would have been next week and the week after looks a bit of a godsend right now. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be nice to have a couple more up our sleeve. But um, yeah, look, that'll be the easy change if we miss one week of footy. Um, we'll just slide into that, unsplit the split round and slide in there. Um, look, if it extends out a little bit further, we've got some weeks up our sleeve, sort of late September, early October that we'll, we'll dive into as well. But what we've sort of learnt from last year and early this year is that uh, all well-made plans can get thrown up in the air pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So uh, those 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 words that are used a bit will remain pretty agile to make sure we get the season away. Matty, um, how late can you go? When when's the uh, the cutoff point? Yeah, so um, so first weekend of October. So we can get to the October long weekend, and then cricket takes over Adelaide Oval. Um, what we found last year, they were really accommodating with us um, if we needed to push further into October. Now, I understand there's a couple of Shield games scheduled for that time. So the plan is to be done by that long weekend in October, um, albeit there's other ovals around the place. If it had to get out further than that, we'll, um, we would uh, make do. But yeah, we obviously want to play our grand final and final series at the home football in Adelaide at uh, Adelaide Oval. Maddie, what about the situation with Port Adelaide and the Adelaide Crows? I think both of them have their entire list in Melbourne at the moment. Look, I think we're all hopeful that uh, we're going to get out of this by about the middle of next week and that things can return to some sort of normalcy. But what are the contingencies around the possibility that maybe Port Adelaide and the Adelaide football clubs won't be able to field teams in the Sandful going forward? Yeah, look, look, it's a it's a real possibility. I guess the way things are headed, um, that they might not be able to get back. As you say, they've taken their full squad. Um, they, they always plan for the worst when they head away to be away for four or five weeks the whole season. So it, it presents some challenges for us. Fortunately, we've got through 80% of the season. So there's a couple of things that we can do with the fixture at the back end should that situation arise but um, what we know from them they're really committed to the competition 
they want to get back to Adelaide. So as soon as um, the green light's given, they'll be back here and wanting to participate in our competition. So the contingency plan, look, the, the, there's a few pages of them at the moment. <laughs> um, we just have to see how the next couple of days unfolds. This is a Norwood Football Club show and it was going to be Norwood taking on the Crows uh, this weekend. So just on the basis that it's Norwood, mate, do you think it'd be a good idea that we credit Norwood with the win against the Crows and then all the rest of the Crows games, if they don't make it back, are just sort of an old no points for anyone? That seems fair, doesn't it? I'll put I'll put that on the list. It wasn't on there just yet, but I'll, I'll add it to the bottom. Um, but no, look, that was going to be a really a really big game for Norwood, obviously, this yeah. weekend. So if we can get it played at some point in time, that'll really try and secure up their top five positions. So look, we hope we can get all their games played. Um, it'll be a true reflection of the entire season. But what we see now with the latter, those those teams in the five, including Norwood, have had great seasons to this point in time. So it's only fitting that we can we push on at some point and make sure they can play some finals. If, if the status quo remains and things just stay as they are, you know, you're having five to six cases a day. Um, at what point does the sample make an announcement about round 16? How late can you Yeah, look, we want, to, yeah, we want to get through probably this weekend, I think. Um, uh, the way we're, the situation we're in at the moment, we're sort of finding out the information as the whole, as the public finds it out as well. Um, we hope those case, cases keep driving down and then we can get a bit of an indication that we might come out of this lockdown. But we would hope by sort of early next week we'll make, be able to make a call on next weekend. Is there also any possibility that we may see caps on crowds when the footy returns? Has there been any discussions around that? Uh, no discussion at this point, but you would think that that's likely as they ease us out of restrictions. So we have those plans in place should we need to dial back. Um, we've got three separate plans. Our COVID safe plans capped at 1,000, and then we gradually increased to 50%, 75%, then 100%. We've been at all of those levels over the last 12 months, so the clubs are well equipped to be able to pull those levers to meet the, the crowd capacities. Um, but yeah, look, hopefully we can bounce back to that 75 100% as soon as we can and gives uh, the SA public something to look forward to coming out of this lockdown. Uh, Matt, it would be uh, wrong for me not to just avoid an issue that has uh, dragged up over the past 24 hours in uh, media far more mainstream than me, and that's uh, some criticism of the Sandful Tribunal. There was uh, a reprimand handed to Kane Stevens of West Adelaide for a bump on Xavier Dersma. The criticism of Sandful is uh, that it's perhaps not in lockstep with where tribunals are heading uh, around Australia. Uh, how, do you, how do you sort of respond to that criticism? Oh, look, firstly, I'll say about um, protecting the head. We're, we're right there <clears throat> doing everything we possibly can. We understand where that's gone and our responsibility in protecting head knocks. Um, <clears throat> we're sort of guided by the national framework in tribunals that the AFL sets. Um, now, without going into the real specific details of the incident, there was some high contact. The play, there was no injury, no concussion. The player took his kick and played the rest of the match. So we're guided by that low-level offence where a player continues to play. Now, there's opportunity to increase levels if you think there's significant potential to cause injury. Match review panel didn't choose to pull that lever this time around. So Kane was um, penalised for a low-impact offence, given that the, uh, the victim was able to play on. Would you think that maybe at the end of the year, the SNFL will potentially look at getting a little bit tougher with the way they handle tribunal cases? 
Yeah, we do, particularly head contact, we, we certainly do. And we're going to be speaking with the AFL over the coming week just to understand what they're going to be doing with from a national perspective in terms of their guidelines. Again, as I say, all competitions around Australia are guided by those guidelines. So we would be encouraging that um, contact to the head is elevated through those guidelines. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll be making that pitch to the AFL, but we certainly want to uh, lead the way, particularly in South Australia, around head contact. Matt, appreciate your time. We appreciate uh, your desire to see 20 more games of minor and six finals played, all very timely. And, of course, a, a grand final at Adelaide Oval before the end of September. Appreciate your time on Redlegs Radio. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you at the parade very soon. We, we certainly will, mate. Thanks very much for your company. Matt Doldick there, the head of football at the Sandful, taking us through all of the contingencies that are ahead of him as we look to return to football in the coming days and weeks. We appreciate his company. We appreciate your company too. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, we're in the final term here at Redlegs Radio. Ben Cameron has made his way out. He's got plenty of work to do at the pointy end of the newspaper. So thank you for his time. But uh, we're bringing in on the phone one of the stars of the Norwood Football Club who is actually at work at the moment, an essential worker, Declan Hamilton. Welcome back to Redlegs Radio. No, thanks for having me, Hookie. Good tell us, on. tell us what you're up to, mate. You're a teacher, so just tell us a bit about um, what, how your days are being filled at the moment. Yeah, so obviously when we heard the news on um, on Tuesday that we'd be going um, into lockdown, it was a bit of a scramble at school. But yeah, we've spent Wednesday preparing uh, for online learning, and at the moment we've got about uh, four kids in at my school today. So I'm lucky enough that I was able to come in today as part of skeleton staff. Um, which means that I get to get out of home, which I'm really grateful for, um, <laughs> spend some time, and spend some time with some of the kids that um, are families of um, essential workers and have come in today to do their online learning at school. So, um, yeah, been having a pretty good morning with them, doing a bit of school stuff, so that's no, been good. Uh, what age group do you teach, Dick? So I'm actually teaching uh, reception to year seven science at the moment. So I teach all the way through um, yeah, reception to year seven, so... I see roughly about 180 kids a week wow. um, for a couple of lessons, depending on their age level. So, yeah, no, really enjoyable role, actually. 2021 at the Norwood Football Club, mate. Um, been some ups and downs. It started very strongly, a couple of bad weeks, rounds three and four. And then, oh, I guess we've plateaued a little bit. You know, it's been reasonable performances all the way through. A little bit disappointing last week after some uh, really good signs in the first half. How do you assess the season so far? Yeah, it's... It's been a massive change for the footy club, and I'm, I'm sure lots of people would echo that feeling. Um, but we've reflected probably going into this little lockdown that we're sitting equal third, and um, we're in a really strong position to attack the rest of the season, and it's all in our own destiny. Like We're not relying on anyone's results at the moment. Um, obviously, it's been a little bit disappointing at times when we've been in positions to win some games against um, the clubs that are around us in Glenelg and Eagles. Um, I should take real good confidence the fact that we've been able to really match it and, and get on top of some of these really big clubs, um, even though we haven't been able to come away with the results. So um, I think there's still really lots to look forward to, whether we play this next week, week after, we're not too sure. But when we do, hopefully we'll be prepared to really launch into the back end of the season. 
Declan, Dale Fleming, the commercial manager of the Norwood Football Club, has arranged some amazing specials for all Norwood members who are listening in. Uh, and I'm going to give you an opportunity as we wheel through these, just to throw a couple of your teammates under the bus, please. Firstly, we have this amazing special from Barossa Boy Wines. And I'll tell you what I'm doing as soon as I get home this evening. I'm going to be cracking one of his absolute super premium lifeblood Shiraz. Uh, this is Trent Birch we're talking about, the man behind Barossa Boy Wines. And the deal here, simply go to undergroundbarossa.com.au forward slash shop. You enter the code lockdown at the checkout, you get 15% off. It's a limited time only, and that is Barossa Boy Wines. And, and it's also Corrington Burge and Amelia Burge Wine. So that's undergroundbarossa.com.au. And I'll tell you what, get yourself some lifeblood Shiraz. Who is the, uh, let's say, the number one wine connoisseur or thinks he is at the football club deck? He would definitely have to be Peter Bampton. And I know for a fact that Peter Bampton would have many a Brossa boy at home. (laughs) um, Because Peter's lovely girlfriend, Nicole, is actually um, studying winemaking at university. So there you um, are. They are the Adelaide, they live in the hills and they are wine connoisseurs and Pete's got a cellar at his house, and yeah, Pete Bamson by far the would ab- go through, would go through at least a bottle or two a week, at least. Fantastic. Well, it's Peter Bampton, he's the man to come and see if you're looking for advice on what to buy. But I can tell you, Lifeblood Shiraz from Barossa Boy, it's absolute super premium. The only thing not super premium about it is the price. Trent Burge is an absolute star, great supporter of the football club. Sports Power Online, sportspowerzg.com.au, 20% across the whole site online. That is quite amazing. Who's the man who needs to have the absolute top-end new footy boots deck? Um, well, Henry Nelligan is a young player who sniffs out a, a sports deal from a few of the blokes who have a few online codes floating around. So Henry Nelligan likes to splurge into some new um, boots, active wear, any form of clothing. Really, he's a bit of a um, bit of a trendsetter, young Henry. So sports, Henry Nelligan would be the one for me. Sportspowerzg.com.au, 20% off from all of your sporting needs. We've got a Siam Roy treat. We've got five one-hour traditional time massages for the next five people who order or order anything from the just-released Four Legs merchandise range. So Four Legs is all of the dog stuff. If you want to get your dog a member, you can buy them anything you like. You, you can $48... Uh, 48, I think I can read, is a member. 54, if not, and you get yourself the four legs. Uh, it's a, like a dog bed. It's bloody amazing. And you actually get the traditional Thai massage thrown in as well as uh, one of five. Uh, Deck, who's the bloke who can't get off the massage table at the footy club? Uh, this is another really easy one, Hooky. So it'd have to be uh, our good mate, Nick Roker. Right. So Nick Roker actually um, rocked up to pre-season day one of training this year, and he was already on the bed. <laughs> so we hadn't trained, we hadn't even trained yet, and he was getting his cars rubbed. So um, Rogues would spend yeah a lots of lots of time during the week, and he um, also doesn't mind making the odd trip down to a uh, traditional Thai massage joint in the Nord area. So um, <laughs> we've outed uh, him. Perfect, good on you. Yeah. Love Nicky Rokar. He's an absolute star, but yeah, nothing like a good massage. Right, Telstra shop at Nord. It's actually open. It's open between ten and three. And if you get in there today, you get a free clean skin case with any phone on a plan bought outright, plus two months free cyber security protection. You've got to go into the store, the Telstra shop at Norwood, who's an absolute phone, just addicted to their phone, Deck? Oh, probably the big fella, Harry Boyd. Um, probably just say, yeah, he's a young single bloke who um, 
needs to spend lots of time just checking his um checking his messages and checking his social media to see what's going on on there and I'm sure um as a non essential worker Harry he'd be spending lots of his days um <laughs> on his phone just you know seeing what's out there. Last one, mate. Uh, Paradise Mazda. Now, they are closed at the moment, but all you need to do is give them a call uh, or just get online and you tell them that you're a member of the Norwood Football Club. You get a great deal from Paradise Mazda, as always. Who's the car freak at the footy club? I wouldn't say car freak, but I know for a fact that he's used his profile down at Paradise Mazda a few times, and that's our uh, two-time Gary Mellis, Mitch Grigg. Um, <laughs> not, not shy of dropping uh, the Mitch name and pretty sure that he got his beautiful um, wife, Nicole, a nice discounted car down from the um, down from the boys and girls down at Paradise Motors. Dick, you're an absolute star, mate. Appreciate your company. Looking forward to seeing you back on the park in a few weeks. That's all from us here at Red Legs Radio. Thank you so much for your company. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we are going to see you all at the footy. Good night. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.